Malguin Gwyneth and Yellow Eye. Malguin Gwyneth, also known as Malguin Her, Malguin the Tall, was the king of Gwyneth. He was a ruthless and ambitious man, and he had seized the throne from his uncle. Even after he became king of Gwyneth, his ambition was not satisfied, for there were three other kingdoms in Wales. Malguin was a jealous man. He wanted to be more powerful than the other kings. He wanted them all to pay homage for him. He invited the other kings to meet him on the sands of Aberdavi, to bring their thrones with them. There would be feasting and games, said the invitation. Morgwin told them that they would be treated as honoured guests. The kings, the kings accepted the tempting offer and journeyed from across the land with their trainers. A great tent filled with carpets and tables laden with silver plates, loaded with food, was erected on the beach. Men at arms lined the shore, their weapons sparkling in the sunshine. Royal banners fluttered gaily in the breeze. Trumpeters welcomed the visitors, and fine words of greeting were exchanged between them. The thrones were carried into the tent, and the feast began. The kings chatted gaily. All agreed that the food and wine were fit for kings. Slowly, so as not to be obvious, Malguin turned the conversation to address a question. Which of the four kings was the most senior? The kings could not agree. One said they were equal. Another claimed he was the chief king. The debate grew and heated, and the kings began to argue. My lords, there's a simple way we can settle the matter cried Malguin. How so? How so? asked the kings. The tide is out. Let us have our thrones moved to the edge of the water where we will sit. Whichever of us remains seated for the longest shawl, be honoured by all a supreme king suggested Magelwyn. It was agreed that the four thrones were carried to the water's edge. The tide turned and the water started to rise. Before long the feet were under water and none of the kings moved. All, All wanted to be chief king. The sea level continued to rise, covering their knees, but they did not move. Then a strange thing happened. Magelwyn's throne began to lift up while the other kings slowly submerged. One by one they abandoned their thrones and waded away, leaving King Magrin alone, floating on the water. Concealed beneath his seat, King Magrin has fitted pig's bladders filled with air. The three kings have been tricked, but, having given their solemn word, were obliged to honour Magrin and pledge their loyalty, loyalty to him as, the, as their chief king. Malguin built a castle with a great tower on the twin hills of Degenwy, known as the Ward. He prayed with the monks, but quickly grew bored with their piety. Life is for living, and I shall life like a king, he told his courtiers. Malguin summoned musicians to entertain him and bards to write epic stories of his courage and goodness. But the songs and poems were lies, for the truth was that Magelwyn was an evil man with a violent temper.
When McElwain's nephew visited Degui with her new bride, McElwain grew jealous. He wanted the woman for himself. So the king had his own wife and the nephew murdered and seduced the young bride. As time passed, McElwain's tyranny grew worse until all his people hated him. Who will rid us of this evil king? They cried. A wise prophet and bard named Talisin lived in the land. Tell us, wise men, who will end Magalwin's evil? asked the people. A great beast will appear from the east. Its skin will be rotting and fetid. Its teeth and eyes will be yellow, and its full breath will whisper of death. This great pudrid beast will avenge Morgwin's evil, and people will speak of the long sleep of Morgwin in the Church of Ross, said Talzin. A plague which had started in Europe spread quickly across England. It reached Gwynedd in 547, bringing misery and death to people. Their skins ran with sores, their lungs filled with blood, their teeth and eyes turned yellow, and their breath stank of death. Malguin feared for his life, and, ignoring the cries of help from his courtiers, as they died around him, he fled from the castle. The evil king looked himself alone in the church at Larnos and prayed for the sanctuary. A few loyal guards that remained waited outside, unsure what to do. They knocked on the door of the church. Sire, what are your orders? They shouted. Go away! yelled the king. That night, as Magwin knelt praying, he heard a strange scratching at the door. Malwin, I have come for you whispered a voice from outside. Leave me alone, cried the king. Malguin, let me in, whispered the voice. Malguin picked up his candle and moved to the door. He bent down and peered through the keyhole. A large yellow eye stared back at him. The guards returned the next morning, but Malguin did not answer their calls. The king is asleep. We dare not wake him, said the guards and went away. The days passed, before they broke down the door. The evil king's body was rotting and fetid. His teeth and eyes had turned yellow. Malguin's body was taken to Iris and buried. Talaisin's prophecy had come true.